Well, hello. Welcome to the latest of the ASA podcast with me, Dr. Chris Keel. I am so glad you're still listening to these. I sometimes go back and, and play them just to see how awful I sound. And <coughs> I really need to figure out how to add music and something dynamic. But so far, you're being very patient with my rather rudimentary podcasts. So today's question also came from the members, yay, and it has to do with the subject of, how do we put this politely, stockpiling. Um, The impolite way of saying this is hoarding, and we've been dealing with quite a bit of this in the last year, and the question is, when does it stop? When do people stop trying to accumulate stuff for, I guess, the coming Armageddon and just kind of get what they need as they need it. The challenge, of course, has been that the supply chain has been a mess. We've been talking about this for two years now, and it really hasn't improved any. Uh, We're still dealing with all kinds of delays coming out of the Asian perimeter. We're still looking at transportation congestion. All those things that led to the desire to start accumulating at a mass rate. But on top of that, we also have to worry about inflation. People react fairly predictably to predictions of inflation. When you think about it, we all do. If you are expecting prices to go up in the next few months or weeks or years, you are going to buy whatever you want to buy now because you think the prices are going to get higher and you don't want to get stuck with those high prices. The challenge, of course, is that whatever is good for you is not necessarily good for the economy because as everybody tries to accumulate to get ahead of inflation, well, you surge demand and that demand then begins to overwhelm the producers. The producers can react in one of two ways in order to control that demand. One, they can just simply be out of stuff. We can have shortages. And that's one way of controlling things, but that's a way that tends to frustrate customers no end. The other way to control demand is to hike prices, and then you get complaints. Some people are not going to be too happy with those price increases, but at least if somebody needs something, they can get it. They can pay the higher price and get it. So we're in this kind of dilemma situation where people are still finding all kinds of incentives to stockpile or hoard, depending on how you want to put it. We, of course, as consumers, did that at the beginning of the 2020 mess when we decided that the only way to survive COVID was to have something on the order of 850,000 rolls of toilet paper at the ready. But the business community has been hoarding metals. They've been hoarding lumber. They've been hoarding fuel. They've been hoarding anything they can get their hands on in anticipation of not being able to get it or having the prices get to a point where it's prohibitive. So three things will help control that stockpiling urge. Number one, and the most obvious, is that people will simply run out of money. (laughs) I mean, it's one thing to say, I'm going to stockpile and get ready for whatever apocalypse awaits me in the spring. But sooner or later, you run out of cash, and you're not in a position to keep buying. So one of the controlling elements is starting to show up a little bit now. People don't have as much accumulated money as they did have, so they're ratcheting back. Control number two is simply the assurance that the supply chain issue is beginning to improve. 
as soon as people get the impression that they can get what they need when they need it without having to go through a lot of rigmarole, they'll relax and they'll begin to say, well, okay, I don't really want to tie up all of this money in inventory. I now trust that I can get what I need when the, when the need arises. And that's going to take a certain amount of convincing. It's not only the producers that are going to have to reassure customers that they're keeping up with the demand. You're also going to have to have the transportation sector say, yeah, once that point is reached and those producers are able to produce what they need, we are now capable of getting that to its destination. That has been an ongoing issue because there's a shortage of pretty much everything critical in transportation. There's a truck driver shortage, there's a rail engineer shortage, there are pilot shortages, you've got container shortages, you've got congestion at ports all over the world that have locked container ships into a two, three, four week if not month wait. So the transportation sector has a lot of recovering to do. Then the third factor that would start to ease this shortage situation and get people back to more normal behavior is, of course, production. And if the producers are in a position to, to meet demand, demand begins to ebb enough so the producers are able to catch up, they will not be dealing with quite the inflation issues that they've been dealing with thus far. That's, again, fairly distant because we're really heading into a more inflationary period than a less inflationary period. <sighs> right now, we're, again, back at sort of a, a break point. We don't really have a sense of what the rest of the year is going to be like. Even a month ago, we were pretty confident that we were looking at a pretty solid recovery in the second half of the year, that it was going to be similar to what we had in the first half. Not quite as robust. I don't think we were expecting 6.5 or 6 for 5.5% growth, but something in that 45 to 4% range. And then the pandemic reared its ugly head. Again, all of the expectations that we had regarding people's response to this turned out to be inaccurate. Uh, we were thinking that Based on what people said last year, everyone was going to jump on the vaccine. They were very anxious to get back to their old ways. The polls kept saying that, yep, it's going to be possible to get everybody vaccinated in a matter of months. Well, then the vaccine finally becomes available, and half the country says, no, I think it has alien microchips in it. I think it's going to change my DNA. I think I'm going to grow a fifth arm. Um, I think it's going to make my children explode. Whatever the heck the, way, the rationale was, a lot of people decided not to get it. Therefore, the virus was going, <laughs> yeehaw, there's plenty more people for me to infect, and I'm going to keep doing it, particularly when you're talking about the more virulent version, the Delta variant. So all of a sudden, we're back to masks, we're back to distancing, we're back to avoiding restaurants, we're back to avoiding crowds, we're back to hunkering down and never leaving our home for any reason whatsoever, unless we're wearing a hazmat suit. And the economy is responding as we would expect it to. Um, you're already seeing service sector areas suffering. You're already seeing this 
boost in hiring that we were supposed to get when people finally came off the the government dole well you know those jobs aren't as plentiful as they were because these businesses are not seeing the business that they were seeing earlier in the summer so now all bets are kind of off as far as the rest of the year are we going to see another recession probably not i don't think we're going to get into negative growth but all of a sudden instead of thinking 4.5 or 5 percent growth in third and fourth quarter we're now starting to talk about two two and a half one and a half you know getting back down to really meager growth obviously it's going to be sector derived there's going to be some sectors that will skate right through this just like they did in 2020 but the airline industry and the hospitality industry and the travel sector in general retail service those are all going to take another hit if we get another response like we did in 2020 so there you have it um we have no idea what's going on <laughs> we had answers a month ago uh, we thought that everything was moving swimmingly and we were on our way to herd immunity and back to normal now we're not so sure and people who were thinking about relaxing their hoarding atmosphere are now rethinking again and saying well I, this crisis isn't going to go away it may last into next year I'd better buy more stuff. So I'm afraid we're stuck with this until we get to a point where normal returns or we figure out what a new normal looks like, uh, we're going to have a lot of panic reactions. And one of those panic reactions is to buy more than you need. We're going to do it at the business level. We're going to do it at the consumer level. And that generally cascades into creating more problems. So that's the end of this week's really happy podcast. Um, I'm waiting for someone, you know, to ask me a question around, you know, when do the rainbows and unicorns come back? And then, and then I can have nothing but, but sweetness and light and try to find a sound of a unicorn. Uh, so thanks very much for listening and enjoy the rest of your week.